Don't we need to be challenged a little bit outside of our comfort zone? This is a full body experience. I consider listening to be a super ninja skill. There are no stupid questions. Mm -hmm. Questions are a signal that you're paying attention and that you want to understand. Go deeper. Find your center. Live life to the fullest. This is the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator. Welcome to the Deeper Connections podcast from The Daily Motivator, sponsored by Connections University, where you'll find the Experience Excellence audio program, a resource for encouragement, inspiration, and mastery of life's everyday challenges. Visit DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com and download Experience Excellence today. There are two sides to every communication. There has to be a sender on one side and on the other side, a receiver of information. And both sides are just as critical if you're going to have useful communication taking place. And so we thought today that we would look at the skill of listening. Being able to listen effectively is key to your skill as a communicator. And we're all listening all the time or we're hearing what's going on, but we don't think about it because we kind of consider listening. We don't have to do anything physical to hear. It just comes naturally. If we're present, when words are being spoken, we will hear them without having to open our mouth or open our eyes or turn our head in a certain direction. But listening is not a passive skill, right, Kim? It is not. Not if you want to be effective, not if you want to have real communication. And it's something that you can develop as a skill over time with practice, right? Absolutely. I mean, to me... It's one of the greatest things that you can practice if you want to move yourself into really higher levels of excellence. This is one of the key skills that you need to put into place. And I read something one time that I thought was exactly on point, and I hadn't considered it up to that time, but it said, communication is not really ever happening if you don't have an active listener, because somebody can talk all they want, but unless there's a receiver, as you said, there's actually nothing happening. Well, yeah, nobody can be a raconteur without a raconteur, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's so funny. Uh, I think we have a lot more people in the raconteur camp than in the raconteur camp, right? <laughs> It seems like that sometimes. Yeah. In fact, I thought about preparing for this episode. I, I thought about sitting down and watching cable news for a while. <laughs> but, but then I, I thought better of it. Yeah, let's reconsider but on that. <laughs> that's really a good example of kind of what not to do, because that's a situation where people are just talking, 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 mm -hmm. talking, and not listening, oh, yeah. not considering <laughs> other people's opinions, just trying to shout the loudest, it seems like. Waiting until the other person is finished, which on cable news, they don't even do that. But in in regular 
conversation. I think that's a lot of what's going on mostly is if there's silence on one end, it's more waiting for the other person to finish as opposed to actual active listening. And that's what we want to talk about today, because that is a powerful skill. You know, you made me think of something when you said silence. Silence is something we're kind of afraid of. Oh, yes. When we're talking, when we're having a conversation. And a lot of times it's necessary to think for a minute about what that other person has just said. Otherwise, you're trying to think while the person's talking, you're trying to figure out what they're saying or relate it to something that means something to you. You're trying to make sense of it. So there's a lot going on when you're listening and it can be overwhelming if you take it seriously. If you're trying to reply to that person, then what are you doing? What's going on in your mind when you're listening to someone and you know that you're expected to give them a reply? Mm -hmm. You're trying to grasp what they're saying, but you're also at the same time, you're multitasking. You know, you're, you're trying to think, well, what can I say in reply to this? either to make a point or to add to the understanding of the communication. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, those are excellent points. And I'm just listening. And exactly what you're talking about is what I'm doing. I'm listening and kind of grabbing onto different parts of what you're saying so that I can It's like the computer is trying to take in what the important parts are here and what needs to be responded to. And there's a very active thing happening internally, even if there's silence externally. So one of the things that was really interesting to me is when I heard this term soft skills in reference to a lot of creative skills, a lot of things that people are good at that are not considered real business skills and what they call, you know, these hard skills or real business skills. And I know there are a lot of other words for them, but when I saw these things referred to as soft skills, I thought, boy, is that a misnomer? Because I consider listening to be just a super ninja skill, okay, that you have to develop. And you definitely would not be able to tell a tribal chief, for instance, that it was a soft skill for him to be listening to keep his tribe safe, okay? Because here's what's happening, as opposed to just listening with the ears, This is a full body experience. And that's something that has been very, very lost in our culture. So when you're listening, it's not just the words. If you're really engaged in active listening, you're not just listening to the words. You're listening to the phrasing. You're listening to the inflections in the words, the rise and fall of the voice, because all of these things, for instance, someone can be saying something to you and mean something completely different. Oh, yeah. Their inner emotions are really different than what they're saying, you know. Right. If you read a transcript of the conversation, you would get something totally different out of it than if you actually listened to the words being said. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So it's got to be an actively engaged, what I call whole body experience, because the reason I use this example is because it is far removed from our modern culture. Tribes were much more in tune when 
We do still have tribal thinking, but tribal cultures, though, are much more in tune with the earth, with the rhythms of the earth. And when you're listening on a full body level, you're engaged in a lot more than just listening to someone's words. If you're listening on a full level, like what's going on around that person, where are they? And this is all in the deep subconscious. This is not something you consciously think about when we're sitting here and I'm thinking, where is Ralph sitting physically at the moment? I'm talking about more of a, where is this person in terms of what's happening in their life? Because that informs a lot about what they're saying, why they're saying it, puts it into context, for instance. So a tribal chief is going to be literally listening to the earth, listening to the vibrations in the earth to be able to perceive danger to his tribe. That's not a soft skill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the earth. Mm -hmm. Well, what you're saying is kind of, like you said, putting the words in context, being aware of the situation and all that led up to it, that plays a big role in understanding. And that's really what we're getting to when we're talking about listening, is understanding and comprehending what the other person is seeking to convey. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. And that takes two people, obviously, the person talking and the person listening. Mm -hmm. And so you do, you have to know where that person is and you have to meet that person where he or she is. Yes. Right? Yes. I assume you're familiar with, uh, with neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. Yes, absolutely. Not, I, I haven't learned it deeply or anything like that, but I'm definitely familiar with it. I'm not all that familiar with it, but I kind of understand the general, mm -hmm. the general pretext of it. And that is all about meeting the person where they are. In fact, you you mimic the person's gestures and facial expressions and, and body language in order to facilitate a richer communication and understanding. Well, what's interesting is I haven't delved too much into that technique, but the way you just described that, believe it or not, I can tie that to what I was saying about listening to the earth or listening as a whole body experience, because what you're doing is you're putting yourself, like you said, into the context, which makes you understand things differently. So let's say going back to the skills of the tribal chief, for instance, if I'm outside and I start hearing a lot of chattering from squirrels, if I start hearing a lot of chattering from various birds, then I know that there may be a hawk approaching. They're letting each other know that danger is at hand, okay? Or that there may be a bobcat in the area because then there's a lot of chatter and then things will go very quiet. Everybody's getting in their place and being very still and quiet so that they can protect themselves. So you learn a lot about the environment and the earth speaks in that way. And, and I'm talking about this as a training tool. So you can train yourself by getting very in tune with nature and listening to the way that the natural world communicates with itself. And when you talk about NLP, 
that's doing the same thing. It's saying, let me get into this other world so that I can better understand what's going on with this person because the words that they use today, based on where they are, if they've just had a fight with their spouse, if they've just been fired, if they've just lost a loved one, and they use a particular set of words, those words today in that context could mean something completely different than they mean after they've experienced a wonderful surprise birthday party. And you listen for those things. You mm-hmm. you make yourself aware of those things. And of course, that brings us to the point that listening enhances speaking. So when when it is your chance to speak to that person, if you have listened carefully to the choice of words and you look at the body language and the facial expressions and you even can mimic those, there's a lot more connectedness, I would say. Mm -hmm. This has a lot to do with empathy. Also learning how to empathize, to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And the thing is, we don't always get an opportunity to know how to get into that person's shoes. So you have to become skilled at recognizing, for instance, when you go through the grocery store checkout line and that teenager is not going to look up at you, is not going to make any kind of eye contact, and they seem kind of surly and like they could care less about you and want to get you out of there. You can read that as they don't like me or If you really start paying attention to what humans go through, then you can recognize that that person is going through something. They're going through something that is difficult on them, hard on on them as a person, difficult for their life. And you may change the whole trajectory by simply saying something to them. And this has to be sincere. I I had a, a girl that this was happening with at the grocery store, in fact, one time. And I noticed that I really liked the shade of her lipstick. And the other thing, more importantly, that I noticed is that she really cared about the colors of her makeup. It was really obvious that she cared about the choices that she had made there. And I said to her, you know, your lipstick is really a pretty shade. It really blends perfectly with the rest of your makeup. I love it. And all of a sudden, there was a light that came out of her and she looked up at me and she made eye contact and she smiled so big and she said, thank you. I mean, she just lit up. And so it was about really listening, but more noticing what's going on on a deeper level than the way this person is acting. You don't have any idea the depth of what some other person is going through. Right. Or where they've just been or what they care about, what's troubling them, what's exciting them. And so I think you have to humble yourself and realize that mm-hmm. and know that you can't possibly, even the, the smartest person in the world cannot guess what someone else is going through. Right. And you have to elicit that and you have to notice what is going on. You have to ask questions and then you have to listen to the answers. And like you said, you have to listen to the choice of words and the intonation to understand the emotional state of the person, to understand, you know, how much fear do they have, how much love, how much excitement is in their life, Mm -hmm. things like that. 
And yeah, that's a cool example. It may sound like, gosh, how can you possibly do all these things? And what we're talking about here is it's it's not like in your computer of a brain that you're going to go through this checklist. Have I done all these things? Am I going to be able to do all these things? No, you're not. Not if you're actively listening, you're not. What you're going to do is like we've talked about in previous episodes, you're going to prepare yourself. You're going to use your tool belt and say, this is a tool I need in my tool belt. So I'm going to have to practice this skill so that the skill is available to you when you need it. You're not going to train yourself. You you definitely will continue to train yourself in the moment, but when you train yourself and prepare yourself, then you don't have to work so hard in the moment. It comes naturally to you. That's a good point, and that's something I'd never really thought about is preparing yourself to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. And working on it even when you're not listening. And so yeah, so what what do you do? How do you do that? There's a couple things that I always default to, like I was just talking about in nature. I spend a lot of time outside and observing the natural world and the ways that animals are communicating with each other, the way that there's always communication going on, even the way, if you want to get down micro, even the way that plants are communicating, they let me know when they're dry, when they're thirsty, when something is not working in the soil. When you really pay attention, you notice the subtle signs that something needs to change, something needs to be done. So this is an example of listening to the earth. But I'll tell you, one of the greatest and most accessible tools for people is music. So as a Remo Drums health rhythms facilitator and a coach, one of the things that I often use with groups are rhythm patterns. And this is really, really fun. A lot of times I've used it with couples, like when I've spoken to groups and I'll break them up one side of the room and the other side of the room and have one side just pat out a rhythm pattern. So I'll just use my hands here. Okay, and I get them going. And then I get the other side of the room going with a different pattern. Okay, and it's really, really fun to see what happens when the second pattern comes in. And then I'll use my voice and make a third pattern. Okay, and then you see people start laughing. And then you see people start getting a little bit off here. And then soon you see people they're playing the rhythm of the one across the room from them. And then (laughs) when we stop, I'm like, hey, guys, what happened there? And what's really funny is it's everybody wants to engage then and talk about what happened. They were like, well, I was doing great. And then when she started that other rhythm, I was like, well, wait a minute, what was the one that I was doing? (laughs) And they can really see how in relationships, how it is critical to be listening and standing squarely in your space and then listening to what the other is doing so that there's an actual communication and actual back and forth happening there instead of a full-blown train wreck. I see. It's really fun. There is so much going on in the world. How do we effectively tune in on a particular thing to listen to, a particular what a particular person is saying Mm. when there's Mm -hmm. so much else going on. So much noise. Yeah, so much noise. And and not only that, but in our mind, there's there's noise as well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're trying to evaluate what the person is saying and and ask: Is it relevant to us? Is this new information? How does this compare to something that I already know about? How does this affect my beliefs? Does it confirm my beliefs or does it challenge them? Mm-hmm. And and if it challenges them, is that a good thing or is it not? Mm-hmm. Is it truthful? Does it make sense? Is it coherent within itself? Does it hold together or does it contradict itself? All those things are considerations because there's so much going on, you can't listen to it all, right? Right, right. You have to listen to what will be helpful and what will communicate something of value. Oh, gosh, those were all such excellent questions and so valid and valuable. And I think that they really point to something that we touch on quite often here, which is life purpose. So standing very securely in the knowledge of who you are as a person, what your values are, what is important, and the way that you need to show up in the world. And that way, it helps ground you and prevent you from getting pulled off in so many different directions. And it helps you know what voices, let's say, to turn the volume down on, what voices not to listen to at all. Well, and I think it also helps you to pay attention because when you can connect what you're listening to to something that you care about, Mm -hmm. something that's meaningful to you, then that automatically, you're invested in it. Yes. You want to hear what what the person is saying. You want to understand. That reminds me of a a person I know who is kind of in a place of searching in his life right now, which we all go through. And one of the things that I've noticed is he's listening to and tapping into a lot of different YouTube videos, a lot of different speakers and podcasts and books and all kinds of things and just really searching. And that's a really fun and exciting and organic time to go through. And it's also very confusing a lot of times and leads you off down these rabbit trails. And sometimes he's asked me, you know, I'm listening to this guy or this guy or this guy, what do you think about that? And I think that it's all fine that he's learning and exposing himself to new things and new ideas. But what I remind him of when he finds some confusion is to say, when you start feeling that confusion, recognize that that is you stepping outside of who you are. So it's not resonating and it, it's just making you feel discombobulated and it can really pull you off course and get you ungrounded. So when you feel that way, ask yourself and remind yourself, who am I? What do I stand for? How do I want to show up in the world? And that will pull you back to a center where you recognize that this voice that I'm listening to is not that's not the path that I want to follow. So if it's not the path that I want to follow, it's okay for me to turn the volume down on that one or turn that one off. But by the same token, don't we need to be challenged a little bit outside of our comfort zone, outside of who we see ourselves as we are? Right. Uh, I think we need a balance between if something does make us feel uncomfortable, we don't necessarily want to automatically reject it. No, because not at I all. know, you know, personally that I I learn 
a lot more from people that I disagree with, and sometimes people that I vehemently disagree with, than listening to people that I completely agree with. If I completely agree with somebody, I pretty much know what they're going to say and know what their argument is. But listening to someone who I disagree with, even though I disagree, they're going to make some valid points if they're halfway intelligent. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to learn their perspective. And maybe that helps me when it challenges who I think I am. Maybe that helps me to strengthen who I am. Oh, exactly. By exposing myself to that. It's certainly by challenging your idea of yourself, it forces you to refine your idea of yourself, Mm -hmm. right? To meet those challenges. I think it's very valuable. I think more people need to do exactly what you're saying is to listen to people that you disagree with. Because I I believe exactly what you're saying, that you're going to find some common points there and you're going to grow as a person by doing that. In this example with this friend who's asked me about this, what I'm talking about more is when you start feeling pulled so far off center that you're not able to function well. That's when you have to go back and say, who am I? And what what is my purpose? How am I supposed to show up in the world? And that will help you listen to people that you disagree with. It will help you listen actively and respectfully and thoughtfully to them and help you grow when you're able to work to work in tandem so that it's not so much an either or situation. You know, I had a um, an interesting encounter that made me think about these listening skills just a couple of days ago. Just another reason why I don't consider this to be a soft skill, so to speak, in business, because the inability to listen or the lack of listening skills can cost you money. It can cost you a lot of money and it can cost you time. So I had a person come over to do some yard work and I told him very specifically when we started that I had a a certain area that I wanted him to work on and that I had a $200 budget set aside for that area. And when he was finished, he did a great job. And this wasn't the first time that he's done work for me. He's he's really good at what he does. But when he was finished, he told me that it would be $350. And I said, okay, well, let, let's back up for a minute because I said, you know, when we went into this, I discussed with you that I had a $200 budget and that I needed you to do $200 worth of work. And we kind of discussed the area, but you've done $350 worth of work and that doesn't change my budget. So we had to renegotiate because he did do a lot of work. And so I wasn't going to have him do that amount of work for the $200, but I also wasn't going to almost double what I told him the job was. So It caused him to lose money. He had to negotiate down and he put more time into it. Believe me, he still made plenty of money per hour, (laughs) but that's not the point. The point is that I don't know, he was actively speaking to me during that budget conversation, but he was obviously somewhere else internally. And 
I thought about that and how much money is probably lost and how much time is lost in corporations, in all kinds of businesses, because of people having to redo, because of not listening to exactly what the job entails, and then going back and checking in with someone if you think it's different. And you see it all the time. You see it all the time. People who are not actively listening, they're nodding their head, yes, but they're looking at their phone at the same time. And I'm all for multitasking, but it doesn't work in these applications. Well, and it happens on both sides, too. There's a big lack of clarity from people saying things. And then if, if the person is not listening on top of that, then you really don't have any communication taking place. However, that is an opportunity for listening skills mm-hmm. to clarify what the other person is saying. Because there is, you know, there's a lot of really muddy talking. Mm-hmm. People are not not saying things clearly. A lot of people, when they speak, they assume that you know their perspective. They know their perspective, you know. I know where I'm coming from. Why doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but the fact is that that's just not the case, mm-hmm. that the person you're talking to does not share your perspective, does not know all the backstory of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think as a listener, that is an opportunity to ask questions and to clarify. I think that's an important part of listening is to challenge what you're listening to and to make sure that you understand it. And if you have to ask questions to do that, then so be it. That's the, the, that adds to the communication. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that's an important part of listening is to ask questions and, and also humility. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, a lot of times we're, we're afraid to ask questions because it makes us look stupid. Mm. Oh, yes. But we have to remember there are no stupid questions. Mm-hmm. Questions are a signal that you're paying attention and that you want to understand. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand, well, the thing to do is to ask and to get the person to explain it to where it, it, it fits into your perspective and not just that other person's perspective. I love what you're saying there, because one of the things that I'm aware of with myself is that I do have a lot of experience with things that let's let's call them esoteric kind of concepts. And a lot of times I can talk about that and explain that a certain way. And you're right, in my mind, it's very clear. I've experienced it, but I'm aware that it's not necessarily clear to that other person. And one of the tools that I adopted a while back, I don't ever want to sound condescending to the other person by saying something like, do you understand what I'm saying? Assuming that they don't understand. And so I started sometimes saying, does that make sense? Because what I'm asking them is not, do you understand it, but am I conveying it well? Well, yeah, that's a good speaking technique. Yes, it helped a lot because it really opens up the ability so that that other person doesn't have to say, hey, they don't have to feel like, gosh, I feel really dumb because I don't know what she's talking about and, and say that. Asking that actually opens it up for them to say, no, that really doesn't make sense to me. And for me, I'll say, okay, let me, let me try to say that a different way. And sometimes saying it a different way then connects and they can say, oh, yes, I get what you're talking about now. 
Yeah. Well, and then on the other side, uh, the person listening can use a similar technique and say something like, well, this doesn't quite make sense to me, or I'm not sure that, that I'm making sense of this, or I'm not sure that I'm understanding you. You know, so, something that doesn't impugn the speaker, but, uh, but still ask for clarification, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah. And I think what we're dancing around here is respect for the other person. It really is. We really do desire to be connected. And so it requires some work and it requires some attention. And exactly what you're saying, it requires some respect. Well, we certainly appreciate you listening to us today and hope that if you enjoyed what we have said, if it made sense to you, then we'd appreciate it if you would leave us a review on iTunes so other people might be able to listen to what we're saying as well. We thank you for your recommendations. When you need a break, a word of encouragement, a spark of creative juice and inspiration for mastering the challenges of life, work, and relationships, you'll find it in the Experience Excellence audio series from Connections University. You can download it right now through the link at deeperconnectionspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show at deeperconnectionspodcast.com so you'll automatically get the latest episode as soon as it's available. You'll find options for iTunes and other platforms. You'll also find links to the music in this podcast, written and performed by Local Honey. I'm Ralph Marston. And I'm Kimberly Kane. Thanks for taking the journey with us. Be courageous in all of your connections. Go deeper. Your life will be richer for it. This is Deeper Connections. Learn more. Be more. At DeeperConnectionsPodcast.com.